chapter 7. Mind of an Asiatic, homie. Yo. Any other time, I wouldn't pay you any mind Put my best foot forward in every verse and every line I used to dream, I used to pray About the day that I get signed And to the truth about this business just blew my mind I swear to God, I used to think All I needed was a skill High verse, catchy hook, dope look, then get a deal I used to love the rock and sold out show Just for the thrill, until the real was revealed To my spirit like Jabril, I'm iconic All right, Islam, Moors, peace and love. We're here. This is Moors in America. You know how we do here, and if you don't know, you're about to find out. Now, first off, this video represents the views of the presenters and our guests, and it's based off of our own personal research and life experiences. Just want to put that out there first and foremost. So we always rise to get the highest praise to the most high, the creator of the universe, our father, Allah, whatever name you refer to the creator. We just give it honors. We also give honors to our prophet Noble Drew Ali and honors to everybody here in attendance. Honors to all of you. Um, one thing I want to ask though is for all the light bringers watching, make sure you click like and share. Today I have a special guest, it's our brother Annie Asaru. Um, I first came across this brother's YouTube channel. Um, he had a video. It was called Mauritanian Rooms. And, um, you know, I got in there. He was already going in. So I didn't even know what it's about. I'm just in there typing in the chat like, uh, you covered the um, Spirit Pond Runestone. Speaking about some tablets found over here in New England with the Phoenician script on it. But the brother was going in way deeper than that. So kind of what I was talking about was like kind of like on the elementary level, man. The brother was going in heavy and deep on the spiritual side, the unseen reality. And for those of us that know, those those in the know, you know the unseen reality, the spirit realm, that's the real stuff. That's the real stuff. That's the heavy duty, real deal. And so I'm just saying this to say, if you haven't been to this brother's YouTube channel before, the link is in the description. Make sure you go there and subscribe because the brother's got some heavy, heavy video lectures on there. I mean, like, for real, he's really going in. I appreciate the work this brother's doing. We're going to be speaking today, all right? So make sure, um, once you watch this video, make sure you go over, click those links in the description, okay, and check out that brother's channel. He really goes in. I appreciate the work he's doing, and that's why he's on here today. So. 
Good evening, or excuse me, good afternoon, everybody. You're listening to the True and Living Life, bringing more than America. As always, I'm your brother, Lloyd Douglas, also known as Sharif Ali. And you know what we do here? We uncover and bring glorious light to all issues pertinent to the Moorish American paradigm, or whatever you refer to yourself as, okay? Whatever you refer to yourself as, you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the melanated people. That's what we do here on this podcast known as More Than America. So hope everybody's having a great afternoon. And if you wouldn't mind, please make sure you share this broadcast on your favorite platform, Twitter, Facebook. You know what I'm talking about. Make sure you share this, help to get this word out because we're the ones who are bringing the light. We're the ones that are doing it. Okay? And when we come back, we're going to expand further with the brother Ani Asaru. You don't want to miss it. Relax, grab your popcorn, share this. In other words, grab a friend. It's Morris America. That's how we do. All right, Morris. Yeah. Hey, five on the right, two on the left, man. You know what time it is. Yo. We just moors in America, soar through the shores and endure criminal acts of war on our character. Seven years after the fourth score, no reward. Shout out to the most courageous, they was jumping over barriers. Where does that compare to you? We come from a place where you scared to visit our area. We come from a place where it's scary for good Samaritans. Heavy luggage we carrying, babies having babies. It's crazy being American. Praise the one and only Allah. There's no comparison. La ilaha. Body and very gin, laughing at you clowns like ha ha, dodging a Nephilim. Conquer lower self with a high, follow your regimen. Way before they came, we were gods, and now we specimen. Tried to take the light from our eyes, thank God for Edison. Then they put the wool on our eyes, it's so embarrassing. Now we travel frequently, we should invest in Sheraton. All of us got gold on our bodies whenever we stepping in. Screaming Ramadan, Mubarak, training the flesh again. Wishing we could move as a unit. Just like the Mexicans, dodging all the foods with estrogen, synthetic medicines, all sin is devilish. Sometimes the decisions that you make come for a better gift. Sometimes when you sin is to relate to all your brethren. Heavenly gates all in our face, we the champions. We live in the sky, we see the angels on the chariots. Waiting on the $20 bill, face a Harriet. I bet you I'ma carry it. I'm in love with music to the point I wanna marry it. But my love for people is greater, so I write messages. Largest spending power, but we still sit at a deficit Living amongst prejudice, even at our residence Moors in America, flourishing, excellent Let's buy up some neighborhoods and grow my own president Yeah And I come to you today With all intentions of spreading Love Truth Freedom and justice.
right here here we are Morris. um real quick before we speak with our brother just want to um just want you to check out this real quick from our sponsors okay um thanks Morris. and um also i want everybody to go to thejournobility.com Make sure you go and check this website out. Um, I'll pull it up on the screen for you real quick. DeJureNobility.com for all your Moorish apparel. Check it out. Um, go to there, DeJureNobility.com. We got shirts. We have clothes for men, women, and children. Moorish American clothes, Moorish American owned. Make sure you check that out. We have shirts. We have hoodies. Everything on there, DeJureNobility.com. All right? And um, let's go ahead and get started. Let's bring this brother on right now. Peace, brother. Peace, peace. What's going on, family? I'm doing great. How are you doing, brother? I'm doing excellent, man. It's a pleasure to be on your platform. You're building something excellent here. And it's a, it's a pleasure to speak with you and your audience today. Man, it's a pleasure to speak to you, too. Um, as I was saying earlier, just, you know, um, I just happened to come across your video and like, mm -hmm. You were going in heavier than I was expecting, man. It, it was a pleasant surprise. And um, before you get started, just wanted to remind everybody, make sure um, once you watch this video to check out the links in the description. Um, this brother's got a lot of information on his channels. Also wrote a book. Um, would you please uh, let us know a little bit about you, just um, your background, um, how you got into, I guess, teaching the occult or if, correct me if I'm wrong, what you've been teaching on is you're definitely teaching, brother. Well, yes, occultism is a part of what I teach. Uh, I got into it probably over a decade ago. Um, in actuality, I am uh, a student of the great Bobby Hemet. So I got introduced to occultism and metaphysics through Bobby Hemet and listening to our master teachers like John Henry Clark, Yosef Ben-Yakadin, Hakeem Bey, um, Dr. Aline Bay, uh, names like that, you know, Phil Valentine, I can go on. And one thing that piqued my mind is that it was the same uh, recurring thing in the conscious community. I wasn't getting really no new information. Uh, when we came into the Moorish information, it was very, very intriguing because you never heard that, heard that coming up as a child. It's kind of like we got introduced to that some more as a child, but most of us got introduced to it earlier in our years or whatnot. So it was very fascinating to get that history. They locked that down for such a long time. But what moved me into the realm was the metaphysics and the spiritual, the unseen part of everything. And I began to gather information from a informational list like a Bobby Hemet, a extreme occult researcher. And that led me to doing my first book back in 2018, The Blueprint of Darkness, uh, How to Eradicate Mind Tricks in a Mind Control Society, because this is a mind control society, as you may know. And that made me uh, branch out into doing YouTube videos, which I haven't been on YouTube that long, but I have produced over. Uh, yeah, there we go right here. I have produced probably over 130 videos by now. And uh, a lot of them is filled with a lot of information. I have a lot of information on, on more science, 
because that's that's the science that we have to get into, like uh, the likes of Asir Dukatiers. He's another master teacher that I looked into. He has very different type of information. We just did a video uh, yesterday or was it Friday? Friday, we did a video called The Code of Edom. And in that video, we went in on the esoteric history of Islam. We got we went real deep into Islam on that. And this is just something that we do. We have a Patreon in actuality where we go even deeper into the gematria, psychedelics, hyperdimensional warfare, all of these type of things. Anything that you would need to know about these celebrities, why these events happen on certain dates, we can tally it and give it to you in several ways. And that what that's what I wanted to strive to do, to give something different. And, and give it uh, on a regular basis, brother. So that's what I'm all about. All right, Islam, brother. And yeah, thanks for clarifying um, just some of the things that you um, bring, that you've been um, bringing to the community. Also, I see that you wrote a book. Now, the link to that book also is in the description. Could you um, just give us a brief synopsis of what, what this book is about? This book is about to clarify what religion is. The word religion comes re from religio. It's a Latin word word named uh, religare, religio, which means to bind. And when we're talking about who's running the system, we're talking about Jesuits, the, uh, the, the Catholic uh, Roman church, who actually adapted a paramilitary based on some Jews who converted over to Catholicism. And now we get the Judaic side of it that a, a, a large branch branch of melanated beings in America, America are adapting to the Hebrew Hebrew Israelite Israelitism. And this book highlights how that concept of religion, which the word religion means to bind, is a entity binding technology. That's what we're being binded by. So this is going to highlight the esoteric to metaphysics and religion and break down the origin of melanated people all the way from our pre-Muvian or Muavian, uh, Mu, Lemurian, uh, Moorish uh, background to the history from the spiritual realm all the way up to current events of the day in the likes of this modern society. So you will want to get that book. It's only $20.00. You can get it on Kindle. You can get it on paperback. And it's been a five star book since it came out. It's selling on five continents. And this is what actually started me on my um, YouTube journey that I'm on right now on sharing information with everyone. All right. Beautiful. That sounds great, brother. I'm definitely getting a copy of that book myself. Um, I wanted to also to just... Uh, mention your your event that's coming up um i'm sure we'll circle back around to that but you have an event coming up could you uh, just let us know uh, more about that yes this saturday new soul spiritual conference part two part one was on april 15th we had a excellent event where we had four speakers come through we had a full serving of a vegan meal you know for the family and we just discussed a lot of different topics we had Brother uh, Sakima Bay brings some heavy Moorish information, some that I never heard before. And he brought some some law information that you're going to need when, once they roll back out these pandemic type spells. 
he gave some information on that. We had some other speakers talk about other things. And this event is going to be talking primarily on different stuff around the metaverse and trapping into what we call simulacra, uh, simulations within simulations, which is what this reality is now. And I'm bringing camps in the Oracle um, this Saturday and Dr. Angel Green to uh, speak on crystallography. Campson speaks on Akashic readings. She does. Uh, Campson is a beast. She does a lot of different things. And myself, I'll be speaking on several topics dealing with what I usually deal with occultism, gematria, metaphysics, and esotericism. So you can get your virtual ticket in the link in the description of this video. And this is something that you would want to share with your family and something you don't want to miss. Okay, good. So it's, it's going to be live streamed. So it's um, even if they're not in um, what, what area is that? South Carolina? This is Columbia, South Carolina, the capital. If you can't make it, you can purchase still a ticket and get you a virtual seating, a live recording. Or if you want, you can just buy the recording. All you have to do is email me at startribe777 at gmail.com. Okay, great. All right, great. Let's let's go ahead and um, if you're ready, let's just go ahead and dive in. Um, you know what? What I, I really um was moved by some of your posts, man. Um, we have your Facebook page up here now. You were talking a bit about some of the things that we're seeing play out um, in the mainstream. Like for example, if people can see the screen, you have a post up here about celebrity Trey songs. Mm -hmm. Okay, then you have a post about. I guess you could say it conscious celebrity, um, this guy, this nature boy guy, right? Yes. Now, um, yeah, and you, you actually had several posts just talking about kind of kind of giving people an idea of what's really going on. We see a lot of attacks or, or covert attacks maybe on um, the so-called black male. I would say Asiatic male, but I'm just going to say black male today so that everybody know what we're talking about, right? Well, you still um, identify them as as you as you need to, brother. We can use both terms, but Asiatic is correct. All right, Islam. So, if if you could just let us know a little bit um, of what what you're trying to explain to the people. Well, I won't even say trying. I think you're doing a great job. What what are you um, what are you letting the people know? Like, for example, in this post um, where you've got you've got some images that have, i guess have been circulating with the members of this guy nature boys group or um yes. yeah his organization um please let us know um from your perspective what what's what's going on here let me see if yes. if the name up. is uh eligio all you have to do is slap the r on you get the religio right back in there which means to bind so he's binding these disciples of his and not to say that he's not bringing raw information. I, I've never listened to a Nature Boy video ever, so um, I don't know what Nature Boy speaks on. I think he talks about like eating well and uh, going back into uh, nature, uh, being naked or something like that. I think that's I think that's his message. I don't want to, you know, because there's a lot of things out about this person that isn't good from what people are saying. But I like to judge people based on what I know. And I don't know much about this guy. So uh, basically, he got arrested in this post uh, about two weeks ago, where one of his female members is accusing him of sexually violating her. 
Now, most of the members, which are uh, female and male, they're younger female, some older, they are saying that they are completely in this carbonation thing that Nature Boy has started uh, by choice. This is not him holding them against their will. Now, I think he comes out of the fold of the um, Nuwabian uh, side of the metaphysics that Dr. York started. And that was a CIA FBI plant into the community because you have a brother uh, by the names of Dr. York. And I know there's a lot of Nuwabians who would disagree with this, but let's just say allegedly to make it you know, correct, even though the guy is in jail right now. Um, he's been in every tier of knowledge there is. He's been a Hebrew Israelite before. He's been a Christian before. He's been a Moor before. He's been an Egyptian. He's, he's just switches around things. And that's how some of these plants in the community do. And basically, he started a trend by creating what we call a egregore in occultism. A egregore is a, a astral group thought entity. So there's a grouping of how when we interpret interpret information, it's, uh, it's theomorphism where we project our minds into a place. And when you have a group of friends, your personality is based off the five closest people to you. If you go to the five closest people to you, you will see some type of mirror reflection in their traits, not in, not in its entire entirety, because the soul is fractalized. You have something called the hegemonicon, the fantasticon pneuma. There's different, different parts of the soul that has its functions. But as a egregore, you have a functioning where you agree astrally on how you project certain parts of your personality and beliefs. So these egregores is what establishes friendships and what establishes alliances. And from what I see, Dr. York has done what the cryptocracy, which is secret societies within secret societies want. They're fusing the image as the mel melanated man, as the sexual predator, the pedo on the planet. And when you have the prototypes of the likings of a nature boy or the new one that's around, uh, young Pharaoh, uh, who also has a cult following, they're going to use these images of these people to be the, uh, the thorn in the melanated man's or the melanated communities, because the melanated man is in the melanated community to say, see, I told you those Negroes was like that. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, it's 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 so slick, I guess, you know, kind of how, how they put it down. I mean, you saw this stuff with R. Kelly. Um, yes. I saw the post you put up, too, about Trey songs. And right now you see kind of like all of these things are coming out like all back to back. You know, and they're covering all fronts. You got the big time superstars that are known all over the planet. And then you have even in the, within the conscious community, you know, that they had the allegations with the other guy. Uh, 
uh, polite. Oh, yeah, brother polite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah, they they're getting all all angles. And he's right? from Nuwabian as well. You see how that's a trend? Oh um, yeah. He he was under Nuwabian as well. So this Nuwabian Eregor is based yeah. off a pedophilic Eurocentric energy, and we should understand that sometimes. These guys aren't even pedophiles. I'm gonna be very clear in this in this stink in what I'm saying, Brother Sharif. Um, sometimes these people are paid because you see, Brother Polite rolls the fame fairly quickly. He became what you call a celebrity instructor, spiritual instructor. I believe that was his title, something like that. Celebrity spiritual coach, or something like that. And uh, what the hell is that? You know, uh, basically the celebrities can go and say, hey, I uh, have this guy that's real big in the black community that talks about all of this woo woo stuff. And he's helping me cultivate my spirituality now. And he attaches himself in that egregore with the celebrities say, look at me, conscious community. You don't have to be broke. You can be all with the celebrities, the same people that's under the Jesuits, the same people that's connected to the new Catholic Church under the first Jesuit pope that we've ever had in our history, Jorge Bergoglio. Uh, pope Francis is his formal name that we know him as right now. And they're orchestrating 95% of this, the Jesuits. That's why you see your rappers prototypically wearing a cross all the time or your R&B singers, your female rappers, female R&B singers. They have to have the cross attached because the Jesuits are running this thing. And like this, what you have in front of us, uh, Trey Songs and connecting him to R. Kelly. Do you see how they have to do a uh, rendition of someone else? They have to uh, tie them to another person. And uh, we have someone in my Star Tribe group, well, two, two uh, individuals, uh, fit, uh, very much goddesses or titanists, that uh, was informing me in the middle of this Johnny Depp case, which I'm going to give you some information on that. Not the case. I want them to come on our Patreon this week and clarify what's in that case. But they were depicting, Carolyn and Portia was depicting that they are using Johnny Depp right now to destroy that Me Too movement. That's another egregore, the Me Too movement, as well as the LGBT, as well as all of these things. It, it all folds into the circles of what spell implementations that the Jesuits are doing to us right now. So that's what's going on with Trey Songs. They have to fit him into R. Kelly, and they have to fit these conscious people to the first guy that they arrested, Dr. York. Wow. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's it's crazy how, you know, they're just using these people to play this out, you know, right in front of us. But I mean, you know, like you said, it's it's right there. You know, it's it's not really hard to see, you know, if you, you put the dots together. Right. Um, there was a, a, a image that you had, it sent me. Um, oh, Lord. Yeah. If if you don't mind. Uh, are you are you able to pull that image up? I am. Uh, let me screen share. Uh um, let me see. This is the type of thing like that we see all the time now. This thing that you had um, showed me. You guys see this? Yes, yeah, up here. 
Okay, is, 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 is it plain in view for everyone? Oh, yeah, we can see it. Okay, so uh, I won't get into what I've prepared as a semi-lecture for you today on this thing, but I will just let you know that this is a part of the Code of Edom that I talk about. You know of the Edomites in the biblical Judaic side of things, which I did a exclusive um, lecture on Friday that you can go look at. But this is another thing that they're doing to take the primal or the primoid alpha male on the planet and turn them into a woman. This is the main thing. This is what the Code of Edom does. And the Code of Edom is, is a another word for the cryptocracy, secret societies within secret societies. But they actually took something. Uh, close to the Necronomicon, the Book of the Dead, which is an esoteric book denoting some spiritual knowledge that has to do with pre-Islamic type things like Sufism. And they've turned it into a weapon, just like they look at melanin as a weapon. You know, they call the condom that goes on a bigger phallic a magnum. We all know what a magnum is, correct? That is what? The golden ticket. So it's going to several esoteric references because what was the golden ticket reference in? The um, Willy Wonka? Willy Wonka, yeah. Now, what was being produced, Rella Sharif, with Willy Wonka? The chocolate. Chocolate, melanin. <laughs> That's what they were talking about. So the golden ticket... In this case, but look, they called it a magnum. What is a magnum? It's a gun. Uh -huh. And a magnum is what? Or all guns are what? Black. Most of them. You can get silver and other, you know. But most guns prototypically are black. Gunpowder is black. All of this is referenced to the primal source of all energy, which I know the Moors uh, have the terminology from the black law dictionary of what black is but there's an esoteric knowledge of black that the moors doesn't don't really look into because they only they go primarily off law and that's fine but there's esoteric physics to darkness that we should also identify what blackness is as well and it's alchemical this is the building block of the rest of the alchemical processes this is how you get the production of other chemicals and the black man is the prototype the what they call adam cadman this is the primal man this is the man there's a show now brother sharif called the man who fell to earth with the immigrant i forgot his name is chitowell something he's playing in the new doctor strange multi-madness of the universe and we are the man who fell to earth. That's what we are as melanated men. We are the first. So, um, yeah. So the, the, the Nikes should be very ashamed of this picture right here. And the guy who who's modeling, I don't know, because I call them bussy boys. <laughs> I, I got the, you know, I don't know if you heard me with that term because I know you're just getting to Marl Twainian rooms uh -huh. on my channel, but. Are you familiar with the term bussy? I've heard it before, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, and I won't reference what that means. But 
this is the term that I'll give to you that is modern that people don't talk about. There's a new type of male out here. Now you hear the whole Kevin Samuel movement. We can get into that as well, but um, the new male, like a Kevin Samuel, a young thug, a Uzi Levert, or I don't know how to, if I fuck that name up, I think it's Lil Uzi Vert. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> uh, basically, is a Epsilon male. A Epsilon male is a metrosexual male. So I don't know if this is a Epsilon male, Brother Sharif, but if he isn't, he should be ashamed of himself. Uh, do you mind if I share the screen real quickly yeah. and then you, you can grab it right back? Okay. Yes, so let me... Just to add to what you're saying, okay? Um, I just want to share this briefly. So hold your train of thought. Um, for anyone who's wondering how we got to this point, like what he's talking about with this new male, this is something that's been pushed on us and it's, it's an agenda. Like we're at this point now where you see this this, um, this tweet from the LGBT Foundation. Of course, we're not attacking them. We don't want them to come for us. But um, this post says, you know, our improving trans and non-binary experiences of maternity services is now live. Okay. And they have two black males on here. Mm -hmm. Come on, man. This guy is pretending to be pregnant. And it, yeah. this, okay, so how did we get to this point? All right. If you saw what was just up, this brother um, did his own research. Um, he's a professor at University of California, Berkeley. Um, he's a biologist. He did actual real scientific experiments on frogs, which you can go and look up. You see Berkeley did not. They can't take it down because he his research was impeccable. Um, he did the research on atrazine, which is actually in our water supply. Some say it's runoff from um, from uh, fertilizers. But there may be more to it than that because they actually put stuff in our water. Um, like they let us know that they put chlorine in there, but atrazine's in our water supply. He tested atrazine on the frogs less than the amount which is allowed in our water supply. So I don't know who's over that, the EPA or the the Food and Drug Administration, but they're over the they they allow a certain amount to be in our water supply. He used less than that on frogs. It turned the frogs homosexual, and then a certain percentage of them it actually turned them males, changing their um, mine and then all okay and so this is how we get to the point you know where it's just madness and also why as soon as Biden gets in office boom trans non-binary we got to change laws we have to make it where they can use whatever bathrooms they want like all of this is just happening at once okay but this has been building up for a while and there's actual science behind it all right and then I yield the floor brother I just wanted to share that so that people can see. Oh like, no, 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 no! Keep it up, brother. It Keep just it up, come man. from I nowhere. Want to, I want to. I want to speak on that. I All right. On. Can you bring it back up? Sure. Uh, the frog, as it relates to the melanated man, we should understand what Tyrone B. Hayes was studying is even deeper. If you look into where the word melanin comes from, do you know where the word melanin comes from, brother Sharif? No. Melanin was never called melanin prior to the 1970s. Prior, you'll hear in Nazism, they talk about something of an energy called viril. 
You heard of a real before? Yes. That's melanin. For real, occultum is another term, or bitumen, bitumen, black yeah. substance, or negrito is another substance. Melanin was named by a white scientist at the University of Yale by the name of Aaron Lerner. Now, what's compared with the Berkeley research that Tyrone B. Hayes is doing, melanin was named, first of all, it comes from the Greek word melis. Melis means black or black substance or black-footed people. The melis is a Greek term, which the Greeks got everything from a prior civilization called Etruscan or Colchian. Colchian, or uh, like I said, in Mauritanian runes, it comes from the Phoenicians, where you get the word phonetic from, or Typhon, Typhonians. These are all pre-Greek civilizations of Kushites that moved into that region and settled. And then you get later on when you get the experimentation where you get the melanated blended albinoids that become the later Greeks. So melis is a Greek term. And mel, the word mel means uh, black. And with the research that Aaron Lerner, who coined the phrase melanin from that Greek word, Guess what his research was on? What's that? Frogs. Oh, wow. Frogs have a high content of melanin. Think about it. When you're developing into a fetus, you're in a blastula stage where you're developing the ectodermic layers of skin. And this is all in Dr. Richard King's research. Everybody should get his book. This is probably our, our, our top master teacher on melanin. If you want to know about melanin, get all of his book. I think one of them is called Melanin, the Key to Freedom. That's the first one. Then the other one is African Bi Biological Psychiatry, part two to the Melanin Key to Freedom book. Um, Dr. Richard Keene highlights how it moves from the blastula stage and how melanin is a tacit type signature in the making of your physical body. It's not just um, white people. I mean, black people, it's not just black people, white people, anything that comes into the existence, frogs, lizards, insects. There has to be a melanin type granular, granular covering to have a egg produce a entity. And that's in the blastula before it grows into this this boom tube that becomes your spinal cord. That's all melanin that develops it is actually the blueprint architect architect of the spiritual and physical realm that's what melanin is it is the architect it is the tacit the neurotacit that aligns your your neurons in your body so you can have the 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 proper um uh contingencies to make the the neural firing from the brain connect to the rest of your body this melanin aligns it perfectly in sacred geometry so it's able to give you these physical bodies. And Aaron Lerner got the research from frogs because that's interesting because we're tadpoles. We're kind of like tadpoles or what you call uh, the, the sper spermatosa. Spermatosa looks kind of like tadpoles or, you know, the early stages of frogs. And like they're saying in the chat, chat, all of the European racism that comes from the 4chan, 8chan websites 
started with the Trump alt-right movement was Pepe the Frog. Pepe the Frog, once again, is related to an Egyptian god, which is um, Kek or Kuk is the original name. And Kuk is the god of chaos and darkness in Egypt, going back to melanin. So I just wanted to highlight that. All right, brother, gratitude. Thank you for sharing. And yeah, that was my first time hearing about Melis. Um, if anybody didn't hear that again, brother said Melis, saying that that's the, the Greek or Latin for uh, Mel is the Greek or Latin for black. So definitely that's um, great to know that etymology. Um, brother, I'm going to go ahead and, and re um, relinquish the screen back to you. Okay. If you were, you were done speaking on that. Yes. And, um, we can just go right back to where you left off. All right. Pulling it up right now. So this is one of the early pictures that our brother found. Um, our brother, um, he's slipping my mind right now, but uh, he just put this picture in. So they, they know who the original man is and a lot of these iconographies of depictions of the primal man because i could go into the shell the metaphysics of all of this or what this is but this is a, a moorish channel so i just wanted to uh, give this rarefied photo of what the asiatic man is and how they know even when you bring up moors in these new twitter spaces they got something new called twitter spaces a lot of them will say, well, the Moors aren't black. They're Arabic or Arabic. And as you may know, the Arabic people descend primarily from a Babylonian, um, Babylonian, not just Sumerian, uh, the, the Chaldeans, which were melanated people. They all were in that region of Iraq, Persia, all of those spaces over there in the east or whatnot in asia and they know this that but they'll try to act like none of that is true and they'll go pull up some phony book and you know try to talk like that but let's get back on the topic of hand um one of the things i wanted to highlight today where is my photo see sometimes my photos okay Let's talk about the implementation of what they're doing in hip hop. So you're seeing the LGBT push this trans non-binary thing with the black image. You've been seeing that, Brother Sharif? Yes, we can see that loud and uh, clear. Now, excuse me, because I don't know what video this is. You probably know what video this is. If you know it in the chat, uh, send me the name of the video and brother Sharif can share it with his audience. But this is a, a Biggie Smalls video, which some people kind of caught on to this is uh, he's supposed to be a black masculine male in the community. Correct. This is supposed to be black masculinity, the way that Biggie would rap about uh, being in the hood, coming up, having a, a lot of money and being able to buy all of these women things providing for his mother stepping up to become the man in the household or doing all all of these things that a man should do which we're going to go into in a second 
But if you go into the video, you're going to notice that the woman that Biggie is hollering at in this music video is actually uh, taking a piss in the men's bathroom. So this coat of Edomic mind spell that they're putting in our children's mind, especially in Disney, did not begin in this generation of the LGBT. We should understand Bobby highlighted a long time ago. There's a book by, um, what is his name? Robert, not Robert Temple. Uh, I'll just give you the book name. The book name is Everything is Under Control. Everything is Under Control. And in that book, the, uh, he also wrote Mask of the Illuminati. But in that book, he says that if you go into a melanated, he calls it African-American because that's the, the spell that they put on us. He says that if you go in their libraries, the homosexual section is almost always next to the black history section. Why is that? Then he goes later into the book. He says that in the future, the word gay or homosexual will be a code word to the white supremacists around or the fail melanated albinoid hylix. Homosexual and gay will be a code word for black people. He says this in the book. Robert Antoine Wilson. Thank you very much, brother. Robert Antoine Wilson is his name. And so go further into the video. He, she's clearly, or he's clearly, I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> taking a piss amongst men. Nobody noticed this back in the 90s. Nobody noticed it. So here's the face of the woman. Here's another male right here. And anytime you see the colors and everything, that means stuff too. They're, they don't put $500,000 with Hype Williams into a video to entertain you. Nothing is entertaining you. Everything is training the mind. Everything is magic, black magic, which is subconscious programming. The subconscious knows everything that the souls that incarnated through planes of existence knows. The conscious mind is a rationalizing mind. It doesn't know. It's trying to rationalize and have a opinionated, a subjective point of view of reality. So what we have here is a subjective universe in your mind when it comes to magic in a objective universe. The cult of Edom is trying to make their subjective universe and their egregore everyone's objective universe in your mind. And they've been successful so far. So going on, you see in the party, she's dancing with these males or he's dancing because you, you just clearly saw that. And here you have Biggie Smalls approaching her in the music video. Here, there's another guy with her too. So they're saying, everybody, bump all of the other women in the video. Supposed to be a bunch of women in the video. We're going to use the transsexual and all of the black men in the video, the melanated men, is going to be interested only in the, in the, in the transsexual. We're going to keep the camera camera on him. So 
we have to think about that, brother, and we have to acknowledge that's what's going on right now is programming. So the Asiatic women was selected, the melanated women was selected as the prototype role model by the Code of Edom to become a central piece to future mind control because in the early 70s, the influences of what happened in the Mayafa, the Mayafa is basically the destruction of the melanated empire as it would back in when we were reigning as Olmecs, Africans, uh, wherever we were in the world on continents, even uh, Mu, uh, Lemurian, whatever, wherever we were, even the, the uh, Dravidian people. After the destruction of those kingdoms or after the ages changed those kingdoms, transformed it into what it is today. It they the agenda was to make the black woman a image to the pale highlights, to white men. One, they wanted to push this Masonic conception of subjectivity, whereas they believe that the white male is the best of the white race. And I know the terms in black law dictionary, but whatever you want to call these people. And the black woman was the best of her race. This is because they started this way back then. And I'm going to get into that in a second. They project that the black woman is in control of her man. And that, that is not true. We should understand that's not true. This is what they're projecting. So they thought if they started experimenting on Asiatic males and trying to see if they could take us down a notch from the Afro-wearing black uh, fatigue revolutionists uh, from the early 60s, 70s, that would be pivotal to their agenda because those were the most masculine males in this modern time that we've ever seen. So with the release of 1971 Superfly, I don't know how old are you, Brother Sharif? I know you're older than me. Do you remember? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm 40. I, I was born in 1980. Okay. Do you remember? Have you, I know you probably saw this movie. Oh, the new one or the, the older one? Oh, no, it's I put nineteen seventy one and they still didn't put it up. I don't know why, but we're talking the old one. Okay, here it goes right here. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. Okay, this was the beginning of the end. This was the first time that they showed a processed, slick back, hair pimp, uh, mobile driving, or pimp pimp. Pimp mobile, pretty much. Um, with the with the lady in the background laying on a car, um, selling drugs. He's selling drugs, and this is because they they wanted to make this individual that you see here, the slick haired pimp with the nice car and the women, a hero, a hetero in the melanated community as a image in our objective universe our subconscious so 
they had also Black Caesar uh, with Fred Williams. And that plot was that he was a major drug dealer and he was trying to become the only drug dealer in the community. But he was he ended up himself being killed off and assassinated. Yet in the end of the movie, they showed him riding off into the sunset in a limo smoking a Cuban cigar. They, for lack of a term, hero, hero eyes them. So they started to implement these mind control programs on television to hack the theomorphic consciousness. There was light in melanated bodies prior to the physical light on the electromagnetic spectrum. And these re resides in a realm called the Purusha, is in the Rig Veda, the oldest Hindu text. They talk about the Purusha man and is in Gnosticism, the Gnosis, the Gnostic people, the Sethians, the Valentinians, and the um, there's a third one out of the Nag Hammadi. These sects of people, the Nasins, the Nasins, and the Manichaeans, they took the Egyptian knowledge of understanding mythology from a cult perspective. These melanated people from back then and brought it as Moors up into Europe. And then they created the story of the leprechaun and Irish, uh, um, the, the Greek mythology of the Titans, uh, the Iranians, Zoroastrianism, all of this stuff came from those Moors who knew what Gnosticism was based off the Kemetic mythology, based off the Nubian mythology going all the way back into the Lemurian sunken civilization uh, mythology. And mythology does not mean as a myth. They're the oldest stories told and known. And mythology is characters with physics. Characters as the elements in physics is what mythology is. So they're hacking the theomorphic consciousness of the Godhead, which is us, because they understood Kabbalistically, you have to understand the Kabbalah, which the Kabbalah is showing how the universe is constructed through these spheres, these bubbles on the tree of life and the tree of death. You just have to you know, look into it. But uh, the consciousness of the Godhead is being hacked because they understand the Kabbalistic training when it came to the construct of God's consciousness, which is the universe, which is us. So slowly they ran propaganda with Nazism, which comes from a Moorish term, actually. There's a place that the Moors were in, I think, in Ohio called Nachi, N-A-T-C-H-E, the Nachi territory. I think it still stands today. And Heimlich and Hitler, these Nazi commanders or whatever you want to call them, their rankings, uh, said that back then it was pivotal to run a agenda through the American entertainment industry and that should be the main target operative because it gets in so many people's heads when it comes to using 
the American entertainment industry. So for 50 years, they've had propaganda glorifying this superfly first entity. And now they're developing this new thing called toxic, toxic, toxic masculinity, which toxic ma masculinity isn't even a word. Just like homophobic isn't a word. And let me clarify that because YouTube might look at that and say that's bullying. Let me clarify that, YouTube. Uh, homophobic is only a 10-year-old word. We're getting into the etymology and the origin of where these things come from. The original context to the word is heterophobia, which existed for several hundred years and the Nazis knew to flip the strip. There, there's a way that the Code of Edom gets to you or the Jesuits or the, the, the people running stuff. They implemented this thing, the Hegelian dialectic, supply what is the problem they supply the answer to what problem they put on the civilization in the first place. So the new thing was the Nazis developed this thing where you flip the script on your enemy, accuse your enemy of doing what you like to do secretly. So in actuality, they're heterophobic, heterophobic, and they flip the script and it becomes homophobic. For example, all old dictionaries from the early 1900s, the 1900s had heterophobic in it, but it never had homophobic. But now if you type in your iPhone, heterophobic, it is redlined because the gays do not want to recognize it as a word anymore. So this is what I talk about bringing a subjective egregore a universal perspective of a astral group consciousness of thinking, and then they transfer it into the objective universe of everybody's mind. So now we all have to identify heterophobic because there's red line in our iPhones and say, that's not a word. But if you do research, you figure out that isn't the case. You still with me, brother? Oh, Islam, brother. I'm just, I'm listening with everybody else. Okay, just making sure. Let me know when I need to stop as well. All right, you're good, brother. Keep going. All right, so, but yet the, the rainbow emoji in your iPhone can pop up for certain trigger words or terms that stem actually from a black movement. Did you know that the rainbow, do you know where the rainbow flag comes from, Brother Sharif? No. Back in the 70s, with the Black Panther movement, which we know was very much compromised. The Black Panthers, I don't know if at first they meant something very good because they were doing something very good. They didn't become a target until they started feeding children. That's when they became a target. They didn't care about the whole rah-rah, put your black fists up, wear your afro and all that type of stuff, even though they knew that was a threat as well. When you started to feed children, that became the main threat. And then they had to step in the code of Edom. But the main thing that took the Black Panther down was them establishing something called the Rainbow Coalition. Have you heard of this? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. With uh, Brother Jesse Jackson. Yeah. Yes. Rainbow Coalition is where you get the rainbow flag for the LGBT. 
You see how they do that? Wow. So yeah. it goes back to Robert Antoine Wilson said. He said that everything in the modern society will be connected to a black person that is gay or homosexual. That's why Black Lives Matter is ran by three homosexual women who don't really know what the fuck they're doing. They're just an implementation of the code of Edom. That's all they are. They're just tools. They're just mascots like for a football team or a basketball team. Facts. They're not in control of it. I'm sorry, brother. You wanted to add on to that? Oh, no, that's it's, it's, it's all true, you know? And um, I think some people are starting to catch on, but it's crazy because, you know, it's it's happening right in our faces. Um, Black Lives Matter, they had, um, I, I believe they changed this, but they had as their mission statement um, that they were against the heteronormal, that they they were against the nuclear family and that they were, you know, yeah. that they wanted to to change that. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so they took that down after some pushback. Yes. Yeah, in their memorandum, the Black Lives Matter in memorandum, the black male is not mentioned in the memorandum. Matter of fact, let me tell you what the new thing is. And this is for everybody. The new thing they're about to bring. And I saw it on a post because I have to be very active in media because I run a media co company. The Spiritual Shade Room is my media company. I go on these Hollywood Unlocked Shade Room, which I develop my media company after the Shade Room. I called it the Spiritual Shade Room because I wanted to cause a polarity to all the all of the filth and bullshit that's processed through those type of websites which are ran by LGBT immigrants. But anyways, someone put up a post. I think it was about a particular female. Um, I think her name is whoever is, uh, it doesn't matter, whoever it was, because these people just come in so many different numbers now. You don't even know who, who the hell is who. They all look alike. They got the same colored hair and all types of stuff. So whoever they was talking about, somebody has said, well, black women need to start looking at this and, and, and reject this type of thing because of whoever they were talking about. And then a, 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 a young lady on the post made a comment and she said, black women. No, no. The guy referenced that black women need to do this because it's bad for the black community. She said black community, black women are not a part of the black community. So the next thing they're going to implement, they're going to tell black women that you are a separate entity from your own community. Do you understand that, Brother Sheree? Yes, brother. That yeah. is the plan. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no. Go ahead, brother. Okay. So when they call it toxic masculinity, they're saying it's the absence of masculinity. This is the real definition because masculinity, let's just clarify what masculinity is. Masculinity is a set of standards inputted into a boy so long, so often that when he becomes a man, it is a innate trait in his character. And what is the meaning of that? What you're trying to establish in that boy is that when he becomes a man, he, through his masculinity, will make 
wherever he wherever he chooses to live, whatever community, whatever he's a part of, a safer, better, more secured place than it was, filled with economic prosperity, a sense of purpose, ethnics, where you dedicate yourself to public peace, dignity, and order. That's the terminology of what masculinity is. That's the original terminology that was changed into what this thing toxic is. So this originated from a masculine point of view. What is masculinity? Knowing that women and children get in the lifeboat first when the Titanic is sinking. Uh, Judge Joe Brown always talks about that. If we were in the Titanic and it was going down, the man would have to freeze in the ocean and die to save the women and children. That's masculinity. So what they're doing is trying to destroy that. And they got the bussy boys here. I wish I can show you that video of the bussy boy right now. There's a guy that we highlight on my channel called the bussy boy. Uh, it's some big Nigerian guy that he's like big and muscular. He all he does is dance. He just be just just, just jiggling and, and, and dancing. But, he, but he's he's very muscular. He's very muscular. And I said, okay, what they've done? They've took the warrior black man or melanated man, Asiatic Moorish man, and they're implementing that it's okay to be less masculine than what you appear to be, they make it seem like masculinity is a malign thing. So when these bigger or these, or not even black men, let's talk about black women too. When black women twerk, what they're doing is admitting to defeat. They're putting up the white flag to tell white, white zaddy, white massa, that I don't want no parts of this regime that you have, of this failed melanated supremacist paradigm or this system, this systematic thing that you set up. I'm going to twerk or I'm going to dance like Bussy Boy to show you that I'm not like one of those other Negroes. I'm throwing in the white flag. And you can enter my anal area if you would like. That's submission. When you twerk, when you dance, you're admitting like you'll see these videos back when they were protesting, which that comes from the Protestant church protests. All of that is from the Jesuits. Protest is a joke. But when you're protesting, you'll see these police officers gathering around the protest and Melanated people are so scared of the police, not in not in all places. Let me clarify that, because if you go to Los Angeles, they are not scared of the police. That's a different type of melanated people out there. But um, they're so scared of the police that they would actually start dancing on the police. I don't know if you've seen videos like that, Brother Sharif. Wow. Yeah, I think I saw something like that. With, yeah, and that, my God, man. Wow. <laughs> it's just, it's crazy. That's fear. 
that is fear. And that's what the code of Edom has programmed into the mind. So let's get back to it. Um, so when they're trying to destroy the concept that women and children get into the lifeboat and the man is supposed to get in the ocean and make sure that the women and children float to shore. And because you're a man, you're so heavy, the lifeboat wouldn't make it to shore. You would have to sacrifice yourself. So your significant other and child goes on to live. Um, what they're trying to do, the bussy boy or what you call the epsilon male is running ahead of the women and the children and pushing the women and the children on the ground and jumping in the boat themselves, the lifeboat. This is what we're dealing with today in a metaphor. So this is to get, because mostly when you deal with these type of individuals, LGBT, trans, transsexual, binary, whatever those terms is, whatever they're, they're I'm going to tell you what that is in a second. They're rejecting something that happened subconsciously. So in Scientology, you had a guy named L. Ron Hubbard, and I'll switch the picture on the stream back to here. So L. Ron Hubbard basically spoke about the OTO, Aleister Crawley, which was called the most evil man in the world. They were practicing black magic, dark magic. And they were trying to find um, a practice called Thelema, where they were using Egyptian ritual magic through sexual orgy to try to access the gods or try to access theomorphic states of consciousness because they lacked the melanin, the bitumen, the primordial substance to connect directly to it through the substantial nigra within our neuromelanin in our brain, which gives us access to portal physics. Um, L. Ron Hubbard arrived on the doorstep of a man named, um, what is his name? He is the guy behind Rocket Fuel. I can't remember his name. Put his name in the chat. Some of my people from my audience, Jack Parsons. Jack Parsons is his name. So, Jack Parsons was a guy that went to Aleister Crawley to use occultism because he was prying at the ideal of, of getting to space through rocket ships. And he used black magic in the OTO to get other cosmic ideals, which gave him the formula for rocket fuel. So L. Ron Hubbard saw what was going on. So he conjoined with that. And L. Ron Hubbard developed Scientology. In Scientology, they developed something, and everybody in Hollywood, by the way, is a part of Scientology. They're a part of the Code of Edom. Scientology as well is a Jesuit-ran organization. Um, Jada Pinkett is a part of Scientology. Tiffany Haddish, all of these individuals are part of Scientology, black, white, Mexican, Arabic, anything. So in Scientology, L. Ron Hubbard has something called Dianetics. And in Dianetics, there's a process where they break down something in a person's mind called an engram. And they say that this engram is where homosexuality or binary, anything you want to talk about in the LGBT is projected from. And a engramic illness is what they call it. Because prior to the 70s, homosexuality or binary, any of these terms was 
or binary didn't even exist. Homosexuality was deemed as a psychological illness. That's history. Um, a engramic engramic illness is when you subconsciously have something happen to you as a child or growing up in a society, and this traumatic event made you rebel against society by switching your sexuality. So I'm just explaining to you that most of the pe the people in the LGBT, because there's a difference, let me clarify, Being there's nothing wrong with being homosexual. If you choose to do what you do in your bedroom, that's you. But a true homosexual is a person that keeps what they do in their bedroom to themselves. The LGBT is a cult in an implementation of the cult of Edom. All of the cults around the world are of the cult of Edom. All of them are connected to the cult of Edom. So this cult LGBT is a propaganda, a media spell casting program. Whereas everybody has to see this thing at all times. You can just be sitting around watching a movie and they just have to crowbar a black man strewing another black man in the ass. They just have to. It has nothing to do with the story of the plot. Have you ever seen Power, Brother Sharif? Um. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't. I stopped watching it after like maybe the second season. But yeah, yeah. Okay, well, deep in the uh, other seasons, some of the people still view it. This is for your audience that still watched it. Uh, they just would just crowbar this, 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 this gay man is doing stuff. I mean, it had nothing to do with the storyline. They, they would just switch the scene, and the guy has to be banging somebody in the shower or something like that. You know, it's, it, it, anyways, this <laughs> yeah. is the implementation that they're trying to do. So with that, we, uh, we should understand that engramic illness is rebellion just like in lucifer how in uh luciferianism how lucifer rebelled against god which really wasn't a rebellion i could explain that but let's just use it use it for a metaphoric type of uh ideal that the rebel in any case is deemed lucifer or satan so this lgbt is luciferianism because they're rebelling against the traumatic events that happened to them. Now you're going to have these new types of philosophies pop up in the LGBT community where they're going to connect the Moorish thing to it. I don't know if you heard about this. Uh -oh. <laughs> well, let me pull it up. Let me pull it up for you. They call it the two-spirit Aztec. Okay, it's called Aguamiel, which is a two-spirit modern pan-Indian, which you know that word Indian isn't real. You should you probably could break it down better than me. Or they say an umbrella term used by some indigenous North Americans to describe native people in their communities who fulfill a tradition of a third gender ceremonial social construct. Oh man, brother. Uh-oh. Oh man. <laughs> wow. You know, that's more of a Yakutun. That 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 don't look really like us, but just for the, the sake of uh the video, um I just want to give this information to your audience because I had an individual come to me and tell me that 
I am wrong for posting about the cult of the LGBT. And she's very prominent in the community. I won't give her name or nothing, but um, this is the new thing. So they're going to say that I was born as a two-spirit. This is the cult of Edom. This is the same thing that's going to develop. There's going to be in the future, Brother Sharif, past the LGBT is going to evolve into spirituality. Oh, yeah. So now homosexuality is spiritual. Yeah. You, you can see that already with how they're spinning things. They had this so-called conscious singer, uh, Janelle Monet. Oh, like Lord. a year or two ago, she came out as pansexual. Now she's non-binary. So, you know, trying to ease people into it. I saw somebody else who's supposed to be conscious on Facebook, a lady talking about how this is wonderful. You know, this is great. And pretty much alluding to what you're saying with this whole two-spirit thing. And it's like, come on. Um, they've been putting stuff in our water. This is why the real reason why we see the programming, like you're saying, it's, 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 it's by design. That's why we see the programming, you know, television, video, radio programming coming out, giving these images and, and these um, these depictions, you know, so that people who who didn't whose receptors weren't activated enough with the, you know, chemicals in the water and the things that they're putting in, you know, the chemtrails. Hey, OK, we have these cartoons for you. You know, we have these movies for you. This is what you're supposed to be doing. And it's, it's grooming them. But they've already got the things changing the, the genealogy. I mean, their physiology changing their actual genetics, so that they're you know already predetermined to go towards that. And then it's easy to say, "Oh, well, I'm a two spirit," you know. Now because you feel this way and you want to rationalize it, but they're ignoring the fact that hey, it's known that they've put this stuff in the water. Like, how can we ignore that? That's not right. If you're really um, genuine and you're, you know, LGBTQ, whatever, you should be concerned. We that's, all should. None of us the, should be happy with this being done. Right. That's the thing about it. It's a lot of gay people that don't agree with the LGBT. Let me make that clear. There's a lot of gay people that know that they don't agree with that shit. They're like, yo, it's, they, they're attacking our water and stuff. They even have something called the gay bomb. So it's a little bit step further from water. A declassified document came out. Uh, I think they call it the holotosis bomb. I don't know. They talk about somebody's breath. But basically, it's called the gay bomb, where uh, it's went to an extremity where they looked into the atrazine chemicals, even past atrazine. They got other stuff. That's just what they released to us, brother. Sharif. Oh, yeah. They got several chemicals, you know, that can actually turn a person gay. And there's something in the sky called deaden orgone deaden orgone uh in the book it's called geoengineered transhumanism in the book by elena freeland which is big on my um patreon i teach about this book exclusively uh <laughs> excuse me uh geoengineered transhumanism is one of the biggest books that any 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 group of people should get any, any group of people that's concerned with what's going on, which is going to move me to what you just said before. If they're dropping strontium, chromium, all of these different chemicals that we're not very knowledgeable of, and they're cross 
connecting it, binding atoms, baryons, mesons, all of these quantum things. And it's affecting the simulation of the reality, how we look at reality, how I'm framing in my new book, Zormithicus, that will be coming out soon. You have three states of reality, meta reality, which is beyond the reality we see, actualized reality, that's the state of reality as is in, and transitioning. Then you have false realities. They can bring false realities into the actualized reality state, how they fit. So they can make something completely asinine reality, which you're starting to see in these TV shows, like Brother Sharif was saying, with a lot of these things that they're implementing. And if we're being attacked from the water, we're being attacked from the dead and organ, all of this stuff they're dropping on us and it's affecting the way that we view reality. What is the true agenda of this? In this book, she's going to go very much in depth, but I'm going to sum it up in a sentence. A lot of the transgender part of the LGBT community are developing postpartum when they hack their genitals off for these sex change operations. The thing is, there isn't an industry in place to help these people completely. The true agenda, Brother Sharif, and Moore's in America channel and also everybody else that's here is to implement a transgender medical industry, a new billion dollar industry. So picture a hospital, just like how melanated people had the black hospital prior to the 1960s and the seventies before they started bombing us. We had our own hospitals, our own, um, uh, um, police force, fire, fire trucks, all of that. We had all of that to our own, you know, development. Yeah. Um, imagine having a trans LGBT hospital, brother. And what is that? Because that's not what it is, brother. That's a step they're taking because the, the word you need to look in the etymology is trans. Yeah. They're going to take it a step further, brother. What is this V word or C word going around? They say is nanotechnology. So, yeah. If we have people walking around with how many people you think got the V word? How many people you think got that? in the world oh yeah yeah because they they say millions of people did it and they they made it hard for people to you know to feel like they couldn't you know they could get around it so yeah it's got to be millions or hundreds of millions i believe it's got to be billions i believe the mind control is that bad wow i believe there has to be at least two billion people with the v word at least two billion let's just say there is about 8 billion people on the planet. 2 billion people got that thing. That means 2 billion people have nanotechnology flowing through their blood. So the trans hospital medical industry that's coming is going to become a transhumanist 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's wild. Hospital. Go ahead, brother. Uh, that's that's wild. I mean, because, it, you know, people don't even really know what's going on. They have no idea. You know, you for all you know, you're, you're a cyborg now. Right. Right. Did you did you need the stream, brother? Oh, no, no, brother. I'm, okay. I'm good. OK, yeah. so I'm going to just wrap this up. Um, let me get to this. So, yeah, you're a cyborg. So if you took the jab, you are no longer human. You're a transhuman because you have nanotechnology helping your immune system. This is facts. This is not me making up nothing. Go read what it is. You can go to Wikipedia. They say that's a false source. They'll tell you the truth sometimes. But anyways, they're trying to get their freak on with legitimacy. And in research, we found there's not even a defined type of homosexual, meaning that they've got multiple types of homosexuals, which uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Just, you know, for YouTube sakes, we're just saying that, that that's they, they can't define what a homosexual just from, from a a singular basis definition, what it is. So. We have one definition, which is a person that wants to be the opposite sex in his entirety. Uh, one that wants to be. Or one person that's hooked in self-hate. What I mean by that, if you want to be a opposite sex, that means you don't like the sex that you are. Does that make sense? Is that is that is, is that bad to say? Does that make sense, brother? I mean, you know, from my perspective, there's nothing wrong with that. Okay. I'm just making sure. Yeah. It it makes sense. All right. So back in the 60s, melanated people was victimized with so much negative imagery of themselves that they started to hate melanin. They wanted to process their hair to look like fail melanated individuals. Remember, Malcolm X said that a processed hair is a processed mind. So this was the start of that implementation, brother. So there's a group now amongst us that hate themselves and hate what they originally aspired to be. So they're in a nihilistic approach and they've screwed up everything that was supposed to be of value in their life. So you ever seen Back to the Future? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh-huh. Marty McFly. So I'm just, just make a, a distinct, clear um, uh, metaphor, whereas Marty McFly basically is about him going in the past and he has he's trying to help his father get back with his mother so he wouldn't so he can exist in the future. So some something to that aptitude is not completely what that is. But Marty McFly lives in a time frame of existence where his father is being bullied by this guy named Biff. Everybody says it's supposed to be Trump or whatnot. But this Biff guy, when he's when he goes into time travel and he goes back into the past, he convinces his father to fight against this bully. And his father ends up knocking this bully out at the prom in getting with his mother, Marty McFly's mother. So 
that's actually a part of what they call toxic masculinity today. But really, in actuality, he's doing what a man is supposed to do. That's part of being a man, if you may know, is dealing with the bully. Whether you get your ass cut or not, whether you can beat him or not, everybody has been bullied. Have you been bullied before, Brother Sharif? Um, I'm luckily not, not really. I've never been like a real small. I've been, you know, so I never really went through that. But I understand. I, I get exactly. the concept. I never bullied well, people. All of you, get you, we've been bullied by the system. Yeah, yeah, we've all been. Okay. Uh huh. Oh yeah. <laughs> You've been bullied when you go up in a certain workplace to start bucking them eyes a little bit, trying to get that job. Like, yeah, 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 brother. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, brother. So uh, so what they did was get a class of women through feminism. Now, if you don't know what feminism is, feminism in actuality was started by two women, Elizabeth Patty Stanton, And that's what when it, when a feminist come up to me and I ask, who is Elizabeth Cady Stanton? And they can't answer that question. I say, you're not a feminist. That's like. That's like Brother Sharif not being able to identify who Noble Drew Ali is. Facts. And it's also like somebody who's pro-abortion, you know, and pushing that and they don't even know who Margaret Sanger is. Right. That's your founder. <laughs> that's your founder. And Lucretia Mott. Lucretia Mott, if you don't know these two women in feminism, you're not a feminist. You're not a feminist. You're a part of the Code of Edom. And even the feminists themselves are a part of the Code of Edom, but at least they have a identification of what they believe they are. And these two women came together in 1848 at a women's convention, the first women's convention ever in the U.S., in Seneca Falls, in the Albany burning district of New York. And basically around this time, brother, uh, mesmerism was the biggest phenomenon, just like how TikTok kind of took off during the pandemic. In 1848, mesmerism was TikTok. Basically, mesmerism is a form of hypnotism using certain strategies of manipulation through doing something with your hands and doing something with a pendulum to subject somebody up under a subjectivity of mind control and yeah. make them bark like a dog or something like that. Uh -huh. So they were putting their fathers, their dogs, all of this type of stuff under, they were using black magic. Feminism was born out of mesmerism. Wow. These women were of the H.P. Blavatsky. You ever heard of this woman? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay, because she's very much connected to everything going on today. And actually, she used to dress like a man to get around Europe and to get around uh, certain Tibetan monks. She used to dress like a man. Who knows? She could be a man. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not saying. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm, I'm just saying. I don't know because I'm not one of these weird guys that be like, "Oh, that's a man. That's a man." It's like some of these guys. Everybody's a fucking man as a woman, you know. <laughs> I'm not one of the guys that believe Megan Thee Stallion is a man. I'm sorry. I don't believe Michelle Obama is a man. I'm sorry. I know that this thing is this thing happens, and I can show you more proof 
than most people of this thing. But every woman that's in this thing isn't a man. Let's just make that clear. But um, getting back on topic, H. Plevovsky was basically the spearhead of these feminist women in the 1848 Seneca Falls Convention. Now, Brother Sharif, did you know that no black women were allowed in the 1848 Seneca Falls Women's Convention? That's not surprising. <laughs> it's definitely not surprising. Yeah. So how can you be a black feminist and you weren't even allowed in your founder's original event? And you don't even protest against feminism? You're yes. pretty much idiotic and ignorant to say that you're a feminist if you're a melanated woman. That's idiotic. Oh, yeah. You're just a pawn. But guess who were, who, who was invited to the convention that was melanated? If I took a, a wild guess, I would say his uh, initials are PBR. Oh, oh no. If that brother was there, uh, a coach would have dead. If he was there, a that's, coach would That's who dead. she was getting all her information <laughs> or understanding from. Okay, well, I'm not talking about her. I'm talking right. about um, Seneca Falls Convention, 1848, was the first women's convention. And understand there, there's four ways of feminism. There's four waves of feminism. The first one I'm, I'm highlighting here is the sufferettes. Basically, women couldn't vote. And that's what the first wave of feminism was. That's what the original 1848 meeting was about. So, no, not pa Pascal B. Randolph. It was actually Frederick Douglass. Wow. Frederick Douglass was the only melanated person present, but it goes back into breaking the black masculinity. What is a black man doing at a white feminist convention? What is his assignment to be there? Exactly. It's all mind control. Uh huh. So it's very Masonic. But the, the purpose of me bringing this up is that you have the first wave of feminism coming out of mesmerism, mesmerism coming out, out of the black magic science of H.P. Vovosky. And then it, it, it spearheads into the, the second and the third wave. The second form of feminism, the second wave of feminism is for women to get the same jobs as men. So first they, they can vote like men. Now they can get the same jobs as men. And actually I agreed with the second wave of feminism, not feminism, but what feminism was getting for women. I thought women should be able to get paid at least the same wage if they choose to do the same job as a man. Right. So right. Uh, I agree with that. Also, the other thing I agree with Women could not participate in men's sports. I didn't think I thought that was kind of egregious. If a woman wants to play basketball and she is six, seven or she's five, eleven, but she can dribble like a wizard, she should be able to play basketball. Yeah. So I agree with that. But here it goes. The third and the fourth wave of feminism. This is when Gloria Steinem pops up. You ever heard of this woman? Lord God. Glorious Steinem is famously known for this picture here. Oh, uh, yeah. It's called The Fist. And this woman right here is Dorothy Pittman Hughes. Do you know who Aunt this is? 
whose aunt? No. You ever saw the movie Precious? I haven't, but I know what you're talking about. I mean, yeah. I think her name is Gabrielle Sidibe. Oh, wow. That's that's her aunt. This is her blood aunt. Wow. Everything is ritualistic. Wow. Everything is ritualistic. Go ahead. Uh, people, you could do that research. So everybody is connected through a bloodline. They're creating a new bloodline through the code of Edom right now. But Dorothy Pittman Hughes and Gloria Steinem, which Gloria Steinem admitted that she was a part of the CIA. Yeah. Th this thing is spearheaded yes. through intelligentsia. And guess what the third and fourth wave of feminism was about? One third wave was to convert the black woman into the enemy of the black man or saying that the black man is her enemy, not the system. Gloria Steinem convinced that the fourth wave of feminism was allowing a man to become a woman. Wow. Yeah, because I mean, that just makes sense. Why aren't the feminists up in arms about that, especially with the, you know, the new thing with them now saying that one of wanting to pretend that they have periods and that they can get pregnant and have babies like why isn't there an uproar over that? A good question, because they know that is wrong, but they only look at women in this time are masculine now. And in masculinity, if you look at a patriarch system, it's, it's, it's capitalism. What is capitalism? I'm looking at what can I capitalize off? So they've given the melanated woman her partner's mind because she's influenced through the patriot patriotic system because she knows if she bigs up her partner the pale albinoid male then she strengthens her group because she backs her male no matter what he does he can touch her daughter he can touch all the children in the community 35% of this country is fail melanated men. 35% of America. 80% of pedophiles are fail melanated men. That means the odds that you have a pedophile when you join in a relationship with a man of this community is extremely high. And uh, if you look at... Um, and can I add something to that too? Um, something that kind of flies under the radar. I mean, we, you know, we, we know about the men, but the women too. I mean, when you look at the school teachers who are, you know, getting in trouble, maybe going to jail, you know, for, for having these inappropriate relationships with the children, you know, nine times out of 10, who is it? You know, nobody's even discussing that. So it's, it's a, you know, it's just across the board. That's They're not even addressing it when the women do it because a lot of times it doesn't even get reported, right? They don't even. Well, they don't that, even... that's very good because that's going to be what I speak about in a second with Johnny Depp and what's happening with that Amber Heard woman. You know, so um, that's very good. You said that, so that that's 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 good because I'm going to go into that next. So what they did was get a class of women 
through feminism to become welfare dependent. The bigger checks, the more babies you have. And the checks aren't going to the babies. Should understand that. Then they created an epsilon male that depends on multiple women through the superfly iconography to take care of them and pay their bills through welfare or efficient jobs. So that's that, brother. Uh, I'm about, I'm getting to wrap it up. I know we're getting at the top of the hour. You you know my videos go very very long. <laughs> <laughs> I know we're about to wrap it up right now, but um, just showing this last thing. All right. So pretty much any woman, especially you know melanated sisters that are feminists, that enemy. I mean the information's out there. Freedom of Information Act. People admitting that they're CIA um, plants. I mean, come on. If if you're with that program, that means you are outright enemy of your own people and you don't even care. They don't care because it's like I said before, if you have the mind of this male, then you are looking to capitalize. So they don't care about that. They care about what can it do for me? That's the new masculinity. So um, this is the thing going with the Johnny Depp case. I don't know much about I, I have people who know more about the case, but you can clearly see with the B right here. This is Masonic. This is Masonic. Anytime you see the bees, the worker B, I could go in depth with that. But I just want to uh, pertain it to masculinity through this case. What do we learn? We learn that women can verbally assault men in front of everyone, and that's perfectly fine. We learn that a woman can relieve herself on a man's pillow and laugh with her friends about it, and that's fine. We learn that a woman can cut off a man's fingertip in a heated argument, and no one bats an eye. We learn that women can demand money in a civil setting and claim it's for donation purposes and keep it and that's all right with the world. We learn that they can gaslight a man into believing horrible things about himself that are true or not true. We learn that they can smirk and laugh during court proceedings while a man is forced to re relive horrible experiences. We learn, and this is coming from a Eurocentric point of view because this guy is a scumbag as well. I, I, I could get into that as well. Matter of fact, they're playing roles. It's not even real. None of, thing, none of the things that happen to Johnny Depp or her is real. So want everybody understand that. They're a part of the code of Edom. They, this is a actor. And she's a part of it too. That's why she's selected. And I can show you through Gematria why this is fake. But anyways, to continue and wrap this up, because I'm going to tell you why I'm reading this in a second. We learned that women can talk poorly about a man's kids. Women can put up can put makeup on and fingernail polish and the law will pass it off as bruises and blood. We learned that man, men can be trauma bounded into submission, but not be looked upon his trauma bounded situation as a woman's trauma bounded situation. We learned that men can love hard and be fearful and still force themselves to stay, which is a beta trait that we have with the whole Kevin Samuel manosphere type thing. We, we learned that a man can lose his career over allegations. 
but a woman with the same allegations can keep her job. We also learned that men aren't able to defend themselves in court without harassment. Then we learned that there's never a failed trial because in family court or any court, women dominate 90% of wins in family court. So is this really a patriarch now? Is more of a matriarch manipulated? I would say manipulated, even though it's coming from a patriarch paradigm, which none of the melanated Moorish societies were patriarchy or matriarchy. They were matriolinear and patriolinear, which is balanced. The black woman isn't God. The black man and black woman together is God. It's balanced. So a lot of the ideologies that we get is misconstrued. And with this particular case, and I'll end it with this, um, most of that stuff is Eurocentric. Like I said in the beginning, what Carolyn and Portia gave to me, that they're going to use this guy to destroy the Me Too movement, which the Me Too movement is spearheaded by Tarana Burke. This is the woman that started the Me Too movement, which in actuality, she is wearing a mask and she is actually KRS-One. I show people that many times that Toronto Burke is KRS-One. You know, Code of Edom is also wearing mask. But the point I was making is that they're going to use him and all of the melanated women around the world on Facebook right now, brother, is taking Johnny Depp's side automatically and feeling bad for this Heilig. This is the mind spell. Because if it was a melanated man, if it was Trey Songs in a similar situation, they would not look twice to him. Matter of fact, they would glorify seeing a melanated man be destroyed in the media. So with yeah. that, I will, I will end it off and give it back to you, brother. Yeah. And we, you know, just to add to that, we've seen that type of mentality before. Um, just when uh, you had the sister Cardi B um, kind of bragging how she used to drug men and, and set them up, you know, they come and thinking they're going to hook up with her. They get drugged and, robbed i think she even insinuated they were being like raped you know against their will right while they're unconscious crazy right. crazy <laughs> like Rick Ross kind of almost lost his little position by you know uh, i guess in, in one of his songs he insinuated that he was dropping pills you know and making women unconscious in one of his raps but like yeah cardi b said it and everybody was just celebrating like yeah drugged them up they even had a movie with uh, Jennifer Lopez. I don't know if Cardi B was in it, but they came out and they were like doing kind of like the same thing. Like maybe I didn't see the movie, but I think they were like setting men up, robbing them. So yeah. Yes, yeah, insane, man. Well, they're making mockery of that. I understand that's making a mockery. They know. See, she's not going to jail. Well, she might go to jail. Let me just say that. Yeah. But she's not going to jail. Because they don't want her in jail. They want you to see and get mad at it. They want to give you the simulation of what they're doing. You see, yeah, Hustlers, that's the name of it. 
Uh, they want to give you the simulation of what they're doing and saying, oh, because Cardi B is fine. And it's, they know it's not fine. But they, what they want to do, they want to create a real situation where women do this on a regular to men and make them feel empowered to do it because of Cardi B being the role model to do it. So understand that it's a setup, a Hegelian dialectic, and we're being trapped in this web of simulations of realities where they're trying to make us feel that some of the cases with these individuals are really real, but they're not real, they're orchestrated. They're told to do these things, even to demonize their own image. These people will demonize their own image Really, they don't have a choice, to be honest. Well, everybody has a choice. Let me take that back. You have freedom of will. But what I mean by they don't have a choice, they could get murdered. They're going to be murdered, and they understand they're going to be murdered in a certain calculable matter based yeah. on the stars. It's based on the stars. So they understand that they're in that game. I'm talking about the high-ranking ones, not the little fishes. But they will throw their own community under the bus anyway. Yeah. So that's their sacrifice, you know, for whatever position they're trying to get themselves in. And then, you know, <laughs> it's, it's wild, but I mean, you know, it's, it's not surprising too, when you see people actually losing family members and, you know, um, before they really take off, I guess, in whatever fame or whatever position they're trying to gain. So, you know, this is really happening in, in real life. Um, did you have anything else that you wanted to share before we go ahead and close out? I do want to just run back through some of the programs and things that you have going on. Uh, no, uh, just remember New Soul Spiritual Conference Part 2 coming this upcoming Saturday. Get your virtual ticket right, ticket right now. This is about to be one of the biggest events of this year. You can get the ticket in the link that Brother Sharif is going to provide. And yeah, you, you, you want to see Campson, myself, and Dr. Angel Green uh, going into this information very in-depth. You're going to get different perspectives. Look for a third event coming in July. And if you want to go more in-depth with information like this, we do all types of stuff similar to what me and brother Sharif doing on a regular on Patreon. Patreon is the place to be. My YouTube, we drop information on there as well, but Patreon is the place to be right now if you want it on a consecutive basis. So that's all that I will like to uh, plug in with that, brother. And I appreciate you for letting me come on your platform. Oh, yeah, definitely. Thank you for coming on and teaching today. Um, um, just for everyone out there, make sure you are subscribed to this brother's channel. Uh, you could just look the channel up Ani Asaru on YouTube. Also, the link is in the description. So make sure you go there. The brother, as he said, he has well over a hundred videos on there, and he's going in, you know, from a spiritual perspective. And it's definitely key. The spirit realm, the unseen realm, is what is real. It's realer than this physical world that we're dealing in on a daily basis. And if you have a better understanding of the spiritual realm. You can tr gain true mastery over what we're going through in this physical realm as well. So don't don't look overlook that. Definitely go subscribe. Also, the links in there for the brother's book, the blue uh, blueprint of darkness. Check that out it was on Amazon. As he said, the 
new spiritual conference coming up. It's streaming. So even if you're not in South Carolina, you can check that out. The brother is also on Facebook. All of these links are in the description. So make sure you go and check those brothers links out. Want to thank you again for coming on. Um, I think I see us doing this again sometime in the future. This, this was a great build. I think just from looking at the, the feedback, people liking it um, in the chat, this is great. So let's do this again sometime. Appreciate you, brother. No, I appreciate you. I thank you. You're doing something very special here, and I definitely will be back if you will have me. All right, great. So um, everybody, make sure you like and share this video. Even as we're closing out, make sure you share it again if you've already shared it. And on that note, let's go ahead and get up out of here. Peace and love, everybody. Peace, family.